This is M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest was raised in a small town in Ohio. She's had over 20 years experience working with diverse communities to promote social justice and civic action through her positions with Columbus Recreation and Parks, the Martin Luther King Jr. Arts Complex, the Ohio State University and Global Gallery, sharing her master's in arts policy, education and administration, a program of the John Glenn School of Public Affairs at Ohio State. She holds bachelor degrees in vocal music and history and ethnic studies from Capital University. She's a graduate also of the U.S. Department of Energy NREO Leadership Academy. She's a board member for the Ohio Debate Commission, the Ohio History Connection, and Kids Voting Ohio. She now is the executive director of the League of Women Voters Ohio. We're happy to have with us. We're going to talk about this new map in Ohio. This is popping up everywhere, and we do well to hear about it from the perspective of Ohio with Jen Miller joining us from Columbus on Make It Plain. Jen, God bless you. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you. So you all have filed suit, haven't you? Yeah, the League of Women Voters in Ohio has been fighting gerrymandering since the 70s, back when Democrats were the ones doing it. And now that the maps favor Republicans, we actually had ballot issues to get some reforms on the ballot that passed in 2015 and 2018 by over 70 percent of the vote on Republicans, Democrats, independents across the state. And yet still, the map makers have rigged these maps for partisan outcomes rather than keeping communities whole and serving the interests of voters first. Give us some um, details, if you would, about this current map. And, and, and we're talking about Republicans. First of all, what, what's, the, what's the makeup of the legislature these days in Ohio? We have super majorities in the uh, General Assembly as well as in Congress. Which is interesting because Ohio is just slightly more Republican than Democrat in terms of how votes are cast. It's about 54 percent Republican. Right. Um, but we see, you know, currently our congressional map is three quarters of those for the last decade went to Republicans. Um, we have a similar um, supermajority in both the Ohio Senate and the Ohio House. And these new maps, the one that they proposed for Congress for the next decade and the one that they proposed um, for the Ohio General Assembly, again, cement in these extre uh, an extreme partisan imbalance uh, where, you know, Republicans are rigging the maps and picking their voters rather than having voters be able to pick their politicians. So this is... Can you get paint a picture in terms of if, if they've already got the maps drawn for supermajorities anyway, are, are these new maps going to make that supermajority even bigger? Yeah. And this is really disappointing because, again, the people of Ohio uh, asked for a different process that would be transparent and mm. bipartisan and public. But instead, uh, these maps passed across uh, along party lines were drawn in secret. The people also 
put in the Ohio Constitution anti-gerrymandering clauses that really are about partisan fairness, that the overall share of seats should generally match the overall share of votes um, over the last decade. And these maps absolutely don't do this. The one good thing we have is that these reforms allowed us now to really bring cases before the Ohio Supreme Court. It gives the Ohio Supreme Court more teeth um, to, and so we are really hopeful. We filed a case uh, and have had oral arguments already on the state maps. Um, we're waiting for the congressional maps to be considered as well. So, um, what about what's the makeup like of the Ohio's Supreme Court? Well, it would take. Uh, we think that Maureen O'Connor, the chief justice, could be that swing vote. So we have technically judges are nonpartisan and we do often see judges uh, put their party proclivities aside. And so we think we could get some Republicans, but we know that we have uh, we, we think that we have the three Democratic justices on our side and then perhaps Maureen O'Connor or others from the Republicans joining. Yeah. Now, did I understand you correctly? There have been there was some a, a referenda or initiatives put on the ballot to yeah. ensure transparency. Right. How recently were those? Yeah, those were in 2015 for the Ohio uh, State House. Those passed in all 88 counties, almost 72 percent of the vote. And then in 2018 um, for congressional map making passed in all 88 counties by almost 75 percent of the vote endorsed by both political parties, uh, the league and other um, advocates like the NAACP um, and many common cause. Many worked directly with the General Assembly to craft these reforms and get them on the ballot. And then some of those same individuals are now. Um, even though they crafted these reforms, are now actually doing the gerrymandering. So it's just absolutely heartbreaking and frustrating. So, but if those uh, uh, measures were passed by the people, how can they just flagrantly ignore the demand for transparency? Or is that really the, the essence of the court case? Well, I think the court case will talk about that lack of transparency and will talk about how they missed deadlines and really didn't respect the public. That's kind of part of, you know, part and parcel. We're going to talk about how the process broke down. But at the end of the day, what we're proving is that the maps themselves are unfair, that they are extreme partisan gerrymanders. And now you all say you you all obviously the LWV has been fighting this uh for quite some time. Have you all had a history of finding some success um, when you go to the courts in Ohio? Well, I mean, this is new because we're going to the Ohio Supreme Court. You know, in 2018, we actually also brought a case against the, our, the last decade's congressional map where we won um, before three federal judges that were a bipartisan panel um, the state appealed and that would have gone to the U.S. Supreme Court. We were just uh, kind of waiting in the wings when the U.S. Supreme Court punted. So what I can say is that our team is great. We have a great team of experts and lawyers with ACLU National and ACLU Ohio and, and others. And so we'll have to see. These are new reforms in the Ohio Constitution, but I trust my team and I trust the facts 
the truth is that these are not the maps that the people envisioned. Yeah. And I noticed you all had um, oral arguments, I think, just about a week or so ago, right? Yes. And they went, I think they went pretty good. We had a lot of good questions. It seemed as though the justices on both sides of the aisle were really open-minded. And again, a lot of this will be done through the papers, which is not something that you and I are probably get that excited about, right? It's much more fun to watch the oral arguments on, on video. But again, I know my team is great and, and, the, and the data is irrefutable. Th these are partisan gerrymandered maps. More MIP after this message. And, and we all, as I noticed too, that the court, uh, the ACLU is tweeting that the court um, has asked several questions of of all the parties um, and people are supposed to respond um, in the next day or so. Um, so this is what, what about what about a timeline for this? I mean, elections are next year. Next year is next month. Uh, <laughs> so um, it, it's pretty important for the court to resolve this fairly quickly, right? Because uh, it, it, the outcome we would want, right, would be for the court to rule the maps unfair and they need to be redrawn, right? Correct. That's yeah. what we want. And so here's the thing is that when we uh, asked for, we proposed um, uh, a schedule for these, for these trials and actually the court has, uh, actually made the schedule even more efficient. Uh, so we know that the court understands that time is of the essence. Right. Um, I also think that if we need to push back the primary, that's something to be considered because these are maps that, you know, every election matters and no election should happen under a partisan gerrymandered map because it hurts every voter, Republican, Democrat, and independent. Yeah. Um, but you are right that we would need all of this resolved in the next couple months, um, and we'll have to see what happens. When is the primary? Right. So the candidate filing deadline is what's most important, and those are uh, in February. And so, and I think a lot of people don't understand that elections are really sensitive, right? There's all these different things that boards of elections have to do. And even the boards of elections themselves have back end work that they need to do once the maps are done, getting voters in the right categories. It's my hope that if we have a fair map, it would be easier. In the last decade, we actually had boards of elections have voters in the wrong congressional districts for almost the entire decade simply because of the way that they slice and dice neighborhoods and sometimes surround one house with a district, uh, a different district on three other sides. And, and so maybe if we actually keep communities whole, it wouldn't be as hard for boards of elections, but they do need time. Um, you know, this is very, very important. Are there other um, issues with voter suppression also taking place in Ohio? Well, we do have a couple uh, uh, pieces of legislation that are being considered. One is absolutely extreme and, and disgusting that would reduce early voting down to seven days, would require voter ID uh, for even just registering to vote, very, very strict voter ID that would be hard even just to register. Right now, we have no excuse absentee that really helped us through the pandemic. This would mean that you would have to have an excuse it would get rid of drop boxes completely. Um, and so that bill is really, really bad. And then there's a mixed bag 
that has some provisions in there that we really don't like, but has other things that we think could really help with the purge. So one of the biggest things we have here in Ohio um, is this idea that inactive voters get removed from the rolls mm. after six years. Um, it's a really bad, messy process that does not work well. Um, and so this would clean up those voter registration rolls through automatic voter registration, do quite a few other things. So we have two bills. Um, one is clearly suppression. One is clearly a mixed bag. And then the other thing, Reverend Mark, in the budget, the state budget, they actually slipped in a provision that's really unclear now about whether boards of elections can work with leagues. Um, we've been working with boards of elections from the very beginning on voter registration, on um, getting you know enough poll workers, all kinds of things like that. And the language is very broad about not allowing collaboration with um, non-governmental entities. And so that's another concern that, quite frankly, needs a legislative fix or we're going to end up in court, I think. Yeah, yeah. You all definitely got your work cut out for you. Yeah, <laughs> always. But you know what I love? I love being part of an organization that has been doing this for 100 years in Ohio. Um, and again, you know, Ohio's ADA laws for voting actually preceded the nationals. And mm -hmm. I've been told that the national laws really, you know, are kind of emulate what we did here in Ohio. So what I would say is this, we have a I have the privilege of working for such a serious organization that really looks at the data, looks at the details, takes the long game and works every angle possible uh, on behalf of voters. And it's it's just an honor. So I get to feel hopeful just because I've seen the other victories that we've had that might have taken a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the most meaningful and most exhilarating part of seeking freedom is the freedom fighting itself. You know, uh, and we're glad we had the League of Women Voters in Ohio to do that. More MIP after this message. So, again, been or arguments. Court is asking for responses. Um, any prediction or signal when when they may rule? I think any time for the state maps. I'm not sure for congressional, but I, I think. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get a Christmas present of uh, of a good ruling, at least on state maps. Yeah. Well, let's, hope for, <laughs> let's, let's hope for that. Santa, we need you to deliver on that. That's, what, <laughs> that's, um, um, that's what we need. Um, but let me, let me just say this now, because we're talking about Republicans, because there's this thing I, I don't I'm probably don't don't have the exact wording for it. But there was there's always been this uh, this this argument or this uh, philosophy that Ohio, the Republicans must win Ohio uh, to be successful. I know that's at least the case in the presidential race, but isn't that kind of, isn't like Ohio one of the most coveted states for the Republican party? Isn't that the case? I, it has been for a long time. And I think that's yeah. really interesting. You know, I mean, we even see national leaders often come from Ohio. Um, I, Ohio is a complicated state. You know, we also have a year round legislature. And so this affects every Ohioan. But again, you know, when a state like Ohio uh, adopts, for example, voter suppression laws or or laws, positive laws, potentially, um, that can be exported to other states. I also think 
how every state's congressional map is drawn really affects how the entire Congress works, right? So right. If, if Ohio's map is super partisan, it makes it harder for the congressional delegations, not just in Ohio, but across the country to really represent the people. Well, and, and, and the thing too is, you're very, very right about that. And, and the studies have shown, and folks, we're talking about Ohio, but we know this is going on all over the country. The League of Women Voters does not exist for congressional majorities to be drawn this way. Otherwise, what's the point of even registering people to vote? Because what's happening is in, in all these states, you put all of these uh, 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 voter redistricting, gerrymandering and suppression together. You have a, a, a mixing bowl, really, of a party that is aiming to build a majority that way rather than on vote getting. So they're going to redistrict and gerrymander and suppress themselves into a congressional majority. So if if and, and the, the margin is so slim, they don't have to do that in 50 states. They can do it in Ohio, they can do it in a couple other states. And that's what Jen is saying. Uh, and so so the battle is not just us finding energy to get up in the morning and go vote. But it's also the battle is also in the courts. It's in the streets to um, uh, to prevent this, because that is literally what is going on. And that's not right. That's not fair. We can't decry the injustice uh, at the end of the injustice. We must decry it at the means. And this is part of the mean. This is what they're doing to get to that end. We're going to we're going to trick Ohio. We're going to trick Georgia. We're going to you know, we're going to turn all these little tricks <laughs> and then look up and gerrymander ourselves I'm, these are how, what the republicans are saying gerrymander, gerrymander themselves into uh power and and let me just i don't this i don't want to just gloss over this either um because we're looking at some of these districts where republicans are gerrymandering themselves into super majorities and just like ohio some of these states i mean you say it's 54 percent. well how does 54 percent translate into a super majority for anybody that's right. <laughs> you have a democratic senator Right. So, uh, no, that that just so we Ohio we're gonna elect Democratic senator, but we're gonna have Republican supermajorities and every other. Now that that math doesn't. What did George Bush say? That's fuzzy math. Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> the math is not for the people, right? The the math is rigged. And he, the bottom line is, any team if they have an advantage wants to keep that advantage, right? It is human nature that if you are the party in power. You want to use that to continue your power by any means. And so that is why I think we really need to look at national reforms here. Right. Ohio should be a cautionary tale. If the people demanded both parties, the General Assembly, to come and put something on the ballot to change the Constitution to make this process better, and it's just as bad, if not worse, then that should show us that we need a national strategy to protect voters. At the end of the day, we would be fighting just as fiercely if this was a map that was rigged for Democrats, because it's not about Republicans or Democrats. For us, it's about voters and voter choice. And you're right. This is voter discrimination, um, plain and simple, where not everybody's vote uh, is carried equally. And, and you know, being this, we were just talking before, um, before we got started about um, Jen and I, 
I spent the summer with Virginia K. Solomon and the National League Women Voters demonstrating at the White House uh, all summer in and around the filibuster, taking that to Biden, demanding Biden be heard about the filibuster. Virginia K. Solomon decided that the League of Women Voters would not, would no longer abide the uh, perception of, of politeness <laughs> when it comes to this. And, and we welcome that. And again, again, that's a perception, you know, and probably an unfair one because they've always been active. Um, let, let me ask you this, though. Uh, well, first of all, the national reform on that point. That's really where the rubber hits the road. You, you get rid of the filibuster. You bring in some, you know, even Manchin's bill, the Freedom to Vote Act. It's not wasn't our first choice, but it's something. And that would help prevent some of this. I mean, that's really the national reform, isn't it? At the end of the day, the way that our elections run, the way that we make sure that votes count, access to the ballot, how maps are drawn, that is fundamental to every aspect of our republic, our representative democracy. And because it's so fundamental and because we are the United States of America, there should be some bottom line uh, priorities that every state has to abide by for this democracy. And, and so, you know, I will, of course, lean to, uh, uh, you know, look to Virginia case to, to lead both the strategy and the messaging on that and folks like you. But what I can say here in Ohio is that we really need to see national action. We just cannot possibly expect advocates and activists in every state to defend against all of this partisan gerrymandering and all this monkeying with how people access the ballot. It's too critical for everything we do from education to racial justice to uh, climate change. You know, the government cannot fully serve the people if it does not fully represent the people um, because it's rigged. Lastly, and I know you're nonpartisan, but just for, for information purposes, I want to be clear. Um, Portman is not running for election, right? Correct. So so his seat is up in 2022? Yes. And what about Sherrod? He's, his seat isn't up, is it? I, I don't know. So, and uh, I think that he is so loved by the people and he loves his role that I, I don't know when he would step down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's to the point, too. He's beloved. In a state where there's a supermajority republic, that again, that and so <laughs> what? What? So just on that point, because it's practically 50-50 in Ohio, um, are there is are there Democrats um, that are viable for Portman seat? I mean, I, I mean, you can't have a situation where Ohio elects two Democrats to the Senate and then has supermajorities in the state house and the, and the Congress, right? Yeah. I mean, I'll just be honest with you, Reverend Mark. I really try not to pay attention too much to the races um, because it it clouds. I, I think it clouds my thinking a little bit versus just being about like what a voters need to show up and, and, and do their, do, do their due diligence. Right. And, and so, um, but I'll say this, you are right. Um, Ohio, still is a swing state though people don't think it is um it's only not because things have been rigged and um mm -hmm. and again the other thing i would say about uh, ohio that i think a lot of people don't know is if you really ask folks most people it's about a third republican a third democrat and a third independent 
And most Ohioans split their ballot. They don't vote straight ballots. And so that's where I think we see um, voters of all parties and persuasions being frustrated with something like gerrymandering because it's taking away everybody's voter choice. Um, you know, I was grow I grew up in a household where my dad really looked at who was uh the party of power and then would vote the other way because he thought of that as being balanced. And I think that's a very, you, you know, that he, he never wanted to see one party have extreme power. And he told me all about that being a way of checks and balances. And I think that's a very Ohio way of looking at things, um, which is why there's so many folks frustrated. I hear you. Folks, um, this lawsuit, we will monitor this, uh, League of Women Voters Ohio, a for the Randolph Institute, I should mention other groups, ACLU, a lot of people involved in this. This is a big deal. Uh, and we're thankful that they're doing this and they're protecting uh, the rights to vote for Ohioans and all of us. Jen Miller, the executive director of League of Women Voters of Ohio has been our guest. Jen, thank you for joining us. Happy holidays. I hope you get that Christmas present and please keep us posted about this. Absolutely. It was so fun hanging out with you. You be well. All right. You do the same. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot code SUPER24.